welcome to Activity Quest, the podcast packed with things to do. My name is Bex, and in this episode, Sean's chatting to Steph from Chester Zoo. She's telling us all about some brand new animals there and the zoo's 90th birthday party. Adam's talking to Kate. Kate's a girl guide, and they've got a brand new social happening next Monday. Dan's here, and he's building something new in our craft corner. And we're giving you a huge list of things to do no matter where you are. Alright, last week Sean caught up with Steph from Chester Zoo. Keep listening, we've got news on a competition right after this. It's Sean from the Fun Kids Breakfast Show, we're on Activity Quest and I'm very lucky today because I'm joined by Steph from Chester Zoo. Steph, how are you? Hello, I'm absolutely fine, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. I'm excited to hear all about Chester Zoo. Now, you don't have to be shy about this, by the way, Steph. Uh, You can be as honest as you like. What makes Chester Zoo so special and better than all the other zoos? Well, obviously, I'm a bit prejudiced. I absolutely <laughs> love Chester Zoo. Um, I've worked here for five years now. And to me, it is just the most magical place in the world. So we are a, a conservation charity as a zoo. We're based in Chester. But what I really, really love about Chester Zoo is we are global. So we work in 21 different countries all across the world. Um, and we work on about 60 different projects to help save and protect endangered species of plants and animal in the wild so we're here to try and prevent extinction that's what we're all about i think that's the thing people forget about the zoos is that it's not just about people coming to see the animals that there's also loads and loads of work going on behind the scenes to do amazing things uh, to keep animals safe and healthy absolutely and for chester being a charity zoo um almost all of our income comes from our lovely visitors. So about 97%, in fact, of our income comes from visitors. So uh, people just come into the zoo to see the animals here at the zoo. We have almost 20,000 animals on site. We've just done our head count. Um, And that's a lot of animals to see. But the money that's generated from people coming to the zoo and enjoying these amazing species is actually helping animals out in the wild as well, which is, is what it's all about, really. In in Chester Zoo, have you got any unique or favourite animals, particularly that you that you like to go and see and hang out with? I I did my degree uh, at university in reptiles and amphibians, actually. So my nice. favourite animal is a little bit unusual. So my absolute favourite here at the zoo is a tiny golden frog called a golden mantella frog. And if any of your listeners have been to Chester Zoo before, they can be found in the tropical realm. So they're right at the back on the left-hand side. And I just think they're absolutely incredible. They are teeny tiny, about half the size of your thumb, about two centimetres long and I just think they're incredible they've got bright colors to warn other animals they don't taste very good and they go through this amazing life cycle where they start off as an egg and then they hatch out into a tadpole and then they become miniature versions of the adults and I just think that's awesome um but I mean I suppose if my favorite mammal I'd probably go with an okapi Again, quite an yes. unusual choice. Love an okapi. I love an okapi. Oh, I'm glad choice. you've heard of them. <laughs> so an okapi, it's it's like you've basically taken all the best parts of loads of different animals and kind of merged them together. Absolutely. A little bit zebra. Um, How else would you describe an okapi? Well, we we do quite a lot of education sessions out in the zoo. So when we've got primary school children, I'll tell them to look at them and say, what do you think this could be, this strange animal? And they always say half zebra, a little bit of donkey thrown in or a deer. (laughs) Um, And they're actually really, really surprised when I say that their closest relative is actually the giraffe. It's a a giraffe, isn't Mm. it? 
Yes. I did. I did almost say donkey, but I just felt like it was like a little bit of, a, of an insult to the uh, <laughs> to, to the grandiose. Well, donkey, of donkeys are very nice too, as well. Oh yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah. We also <laughs> love the donkeys. Um, yeah, but make sure you go and check out an okapi because it will soon become your favourite animal. Um, so, what are the zookeepers at Chester Zoo doing to keep all the animals happy and healthy when all when there aren't any visitors at the moment? So the zookeepers have done an absolutely fantastic job during lockdown. Uh, They've still been coming to the zoo every day to make sure they're giving that world-class care to our animals. Um, They're just basically trying to keep them stimulated as well their behaviors so without the visitors to look at because if you've ever been to the zoo before you notice the animals will look at you just as much as you look at them Uh, especially the primates the chimpanzees love interacting and watching the visitors and what they do and watching their body language so it's really about keeping them entertained and keeping their behaviors going during lockdown so our keepers do lots of things uh, including enrichment So this usually involves their favourite food and it's just helping to spread out their meal times to keep them occupied. So for the chimpanzees, they could scatter feed. So they'll throw it into the bushes so the chimps have got to really go foraging for it. Uh, For the jaguars, they might bury their meat underground or they might lay a scent trail so they've got to go on the hunt for their food. There's lots of things we can do to, to make them behave as naturally as possible. Steph, this sounds very similar to my lockdown. I'm not going to lie. Just keep, <laughs> just Little sweet en- trails going throughout the house. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Just keeping me nice and enriched with all my favourite foods. Sounds very similar. So do the animals, they essentially miss the visitors then when they're not there? I think they do. Yes. I mean, we definitely see sort of their behaviours change. So as part of our conservation charity, we've got um, education work going on. We've also got a lot of research going on behind the scenes as well. So our research scientists will look at the behaviour of the animals, make sure that they're behaving normally and they're getting all the stimulation they need. And we have noticed them reacting to visitors in largely a positive way. So some animals really, I think, get a lot of enrichment from visitors. Like, say, primates, if you've ever seen the orangutans, if there's a baby being born, they will quite often bring it up to the glass and show, show them off a little bit. Very proud mum moment. Amazing. And we touched about it, touched on it like a little bit uh, earlier about how visitors and why visitors are so important to Chester Zoo. And it's really important that everybody, you know, they, they come back to the zoo and support the zoo because of all the other projects that they're doing behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially at the moment with us being closed currently, we've got our fingers crossed that we'll be opening before too long. Um, But unfortunately, we've had no access to the £100 million zoo fund from the government. So there's a massive hole in our finances right now because the visitors just can't come and visit us. So we're really hoping when we're back up and running again, people will come to the zoo to see our animals. Um, It's actually one of our little anniversaries this year. So the, the zoo actually opened in 1931. So 90 years old this year so that's a bit of a celebration and as part of that we are encouraging people to get in touch with old photos and memories that we have of the zoo um, and just share what they they get from a day out from experience at Chester Zoo. Excellent stuff so make sure when Chester Zoo reopens that you're going to join at the it's essentially the 90th birthday celebrations really. Absolutely and 
if that wasn't good enough, we do actually have two brand new babies to see as well. So we mentioned <laughs> we mentioned the Akapi before. We have an Akapi calf. She's a little girl oh um, and days. she's called Nia Nia and she was born in late December to mum Katusha. So make sure you say hello to the Akapi calf. And then even newer than that, we have a male giraffe calf that was born on the 3rd of March. So only a couple of weeks old. So hopefully he'll be uh, nice and little still when you come and visit us. That is amazing stuff. Steph, thanks so much for chatting to us. Thank you very much for having me. And you can find out more about Chester Zoo by heading over to the Fun Kids website, funkidslive.com. Thanks, Sean. And of course, thanks to Steph. Right, that competition I promised you. Last week, I told you how you could win a family ticket to Chester Zoo, a meal at the Oakfield, that's a restaurant right in the middle of the zoo, and £20 to spend in the main gift shop when it all opens again. Well, the competition is now closed. We've been listing our favourite entries on the Fun Kids website, funkidslive.com. And Dan is announcing the winner just after 1pm on the 2nd of April on Fun Kids. Speaking of Dan, he's been on Chester Zoo's website and he's found something rather crafty. Right, you making machines, it's time for Craft Corner with Dan. What's as light and as airy as a butterfly? Tissue paper, of course. And with a couple of sheets, you can make butterflies of loads of different shapes and sizes. Uh, Doing this reminded me of a special habitat called Butterfly Journey, which is at Chester Zoo. With tropical temperatures and tons of exotic plants, it's a habitat full of colour and life. And now you can brighten up your bedroom with your own vivid butterflies. Listen up, here's how. Tissue paper comes in loads of colours, so you can make your butterfly as bright or as bold as you like. You'll also need a clothes peg in any colour. Um, ask a grown-up, I'd say, if they have any spare. You're bound to have some lying around. You'll need a pipe cleaner and some uh, googly eyes as well, just to, to bring it to life. And if you want to add some extra sparkle and fun, you can also use glitter, felt, sequins, foam and loads more to decorate the wings. Very fancy. Here's what you do. First, cut four squares out of sheets of tissue paper. Our squares have sides of about 25 centimetres, but you can make them slightly bigger or a little bit smaller if you fancy. Step two, place the tissue paper squares perfectly on top of each other. A little stack of four so that the sides match up. If you're using different colours, make sure they're in the order that you want. Now this is the tricky bit. Now is where you need to ask someone to help, I'd say. You need to fold over the pile of tissue paper so it looks a little bit like a folded fan. Fold over one side, about two and a half centimetres, flip the tissue paper over onto the other side and then fold it again. And keep doing that until you can't fold any more. Step three, clip a clothes peg in the middle of the fan. Uh, Don't do it on the flat side, it won't look quite right. You need to fold the fan out a bit and sort of squish it in the middle. Then gently pull the wings out either side separating the tissue paper layers Uh, then take a pipe cleaner and fold it into a v shape and you curl the ends of the v's uh, to give it an antenna now clip the pipe cleaner antenna into the top of the clothes peg just above your tissue paper and then with a bit of glue stick some googly eyes onto the clothes peg and make sure you use the small ones so they fit and there you have it a beautiful tissue paper butterfly a little bit of wildness to your home fantastic idea And I think you'll be like me. You're going to make loads more, I reckon. Thanks, Dan. In every episode of the show, we give you loads of things that you can do no matter where you are in the country. So if you can't do what we're recommending right now, just add it to a list, keep it safe, and then pop back another time. 
And whatever you get up to, whether it's at home or out and about, we want to know. Tell us by leaving a five-star review or by messaging us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. Here's somebody who's done just that. Lily on Apple Podcasts says, me and my family go rambling every Sunday. Hey, I think we did that in the last episode of Activity Quest. Excellent work, Lily. She also says, please, can you give my sister Dora Bella a birthday shout out? Because her birthday is on the 29th and she loves animals. Of course I can. Dora Bella, first of all, great name. Secondly, happy birthday! And William on Apple Podcasts says, me and my mum have been doing virtual escape rooms on Google. I found a really fun one about Harry Potter where you have to solve riddles about how to get through your first year at Hogwarts. That sounds amazing. I love it so much. I'm going to do it myself. Remember, you can leave us a review and we will read it out next week to give you a shout out in the podcast. And now it's time to find out what you can do no matter where you are in the country. Hop into the holidays with CBeebies Magazine's Spring Spectacular this Easter weekend on the CBeebies Magazine Facebook page. Join Baby Ballet and Creation Station for two free fun-filled Facebook Live events. You and your little brother or sister can wiggle and giggle with Baby Ballet in an animal-themed dance class at 9.30am on Friday the 2nd of April. And you can have loads of fun making Easter crafts with Creation Station at 10am on the 3rd. You can make some cardboard bunnies, you can turn pebbles into cute chicks and use egg boxes to make some Easter friends. You can find it by searching for CBeebies Mag on Facebook and that's what you need to find to join the fun this Easter weekend. It's officially spring. The spring equinox has sprung. It happened on the 21st of March and it's time to take a moment to enjoy the change of season and what that means for wildlife. Birdsong reaches a peak and many flowers will appear looking glorious and wildlifewatch.org.uk have a guide of things that you can spot from butterflies to bees and other insects so you won't miss a thing. Tell us what you spot near you by leaving a five-star review on the Activity Quest review page. And make sure you head to wildlifewatch.org.uk for that guide. And finally, Oxford University Museum of Natural History has been hosting its Family Science Fair since 2015, where researchers take over the museum and share their exciting work with families. This year, it's moved online, and instead of running for a day, it's available throughout the whole month of March. So there's still a few days to get involved. 2021's theme is diversity and in each section you'll be able to find out about a different area of science the people who are doing the research and also you get to try out an activity there's a link in the show notes or you can just search for super science saturday a big thank you to sean for that And remember, the rules on what we can and can't do at the moment are different to what they usually are. So check before you travel and always follow government guidance. All right, now, something really fun that you could do soon is the Girl Guiding Adventures at Home Spring Social. Adam's gone to find out more. You're listening to Activity Quest. I'm joined right now by Kate. Kate is a girl guiding advocate. Now, Kate, our listeners will be familiar with what girl guiding is. We've had some girl guides on the podcast before, but for those who aren't, give us a reminder. Yeah, thanks, Adam. And thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here today. Uh, So girl guiding essentially provides girls and young women from sort of age five to age 18 with a safe space to have fun, to have adventures, to be themselves, to build those friendships and to gain new skills. Um, So we essentially do things through a varied program, lots of badges, lots of activities. We help people and we discover new passions and talents, all while having fun with a ready-made group of friends. And talking about having fun, you've been doing something called Adventures at Home online. Have you been doing those since the start of lockdown last year? 
Yeah, so these have been going since the start of the first lockdown. And it's essentially there to obviously provide young girls with those adventures at home, but also a bit of well-being support for sort of children and their families across the UK during obviously this difficult period. So it essentially includes lots of activities and resources on things like meditation, mindfulness and self-care, but also activities to help um, young women build resilience and sort of empower young women to manage their emotions as well. Um, so we did a virtual festival last year and a pantomime as well. And we've obviously got the upcoming spring social too. Um, but yeah, essentially, it's just been this massive activity pack, which has helped young girls get through lockdown by having those adventures, but in a home and in a safe setting. So spring social, it's happening Monday, next Monday, Easter Monday, the 5th of April. Tell us all about it. What can we expect? What's happening? So it's essentially a free online event, which is packed full of an exciting mix of sort of adventure, well-being, creative activities to sort of bring that magic and that excitement of going away to camp to the homes of young people and their families to enjoy. So as I said, it's free. It's literally open to everyone, all young people and their families to get involved. And we've got a really, really exciting lineup, which includes a craft session with Girl Talk magazine, who are also sponsoring the event. And we've also got a dance led by actress Tilly Amate, who plays Chloe in CB. BBC's show Almost Never, as well as lots of other fun things from wildlife photography to yoga and a virtual campfire as well, because obviously it can't be guiding without a virtual campfire. So yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So I do hope people listening are able to join. Now, one of, I think, the most exciting things about girl guiding is that you can collect badges. And is it true that if I were to go to the Spring Social, I get a badge? Yes, that is definitely true. So you can order badges online after the event, which will obviously be your little memento about going and give you that sort of reminiscence forever about this weird lockdown social that you managed to go to with adventures at home. So tell us where we can find out more. How do I get involved? How do I get that badge? How do I go? So you can find out more on the Girl Guiding website, um, but the event itself will be sort of live streamed from the Girl Guiding's YouTube channel. And um, so if you just go onto YouTube, search Girl Guiding and it will all come up with the information for you. All right, that's pretty much all the time we've got for this week. Remember, whatever you do and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on DAB Digital Radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app and on your smart speaker. Just say play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See you soon. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. All right. Um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of f- like um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March. And ever since the leaves have started to come out, Roby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't and also like how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves to find out join us on the conversations curious kids wherever you get your podcasts